Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Anybody excited? Now, I don't know. Now, let's welcome our online crowd. We're honored to have you with us today. Three of us are excited you're with us today. Man, I don't know if you guys can sense it, but uh, the Lord is in the room, right? He's here. He's here. Man, we can't take these moments for granted. We can't take them lightly. He's here. Mm. You're not here by accident today. And uh, man, I just want to welcome everyone. Uh, Worship team, tremendous job this morning. Way to lead well. You know, I want to, before I dive into the message this morning, I want to tell you something new that we're launching here at Destiny Church that I'm really excited about. If you've been here any time at all, we started talking about this quite a bit in 23, but we have a real passion for discipleship here at Destiny Church. We want to see people um, become disciples of Jesus. That's what we're called to be, right? Disciples of Jesus. We're not called to simply be Christians. I don't really even see that in Scripture, but I do see Jesus said, go and make disciples. And so we want to raise up disciples here at Destiny, and we're doing everything we can to raise up disciples. We want to see one of our key verses for the last few years is 2 Corinthians 13 11 that says, be joyful, grow to maturity. We want to see people in the body of Christ grow to maturity. And so one of the things we're doing this year um, to help you from table groups, we started those last year, from how we're doing our Sunday messages, from talk it overs that you can talk through with your family, from DK Ablaze that happens in the summer for many of our kids, where they're being discipled, where this past Tuesday, our students students just launched a discipleship ministry that happens on Tuesday nights. But one thing we're doing, we're going to um, present much more to you this year on discipleship. But one thing I'm going to tell you that's launching February 11th, and this is uh, limited seating. And so um, even like you see, there's rooms, limited seating, all right? This is just what the Lord has told us to do in this season, but there's limited seating. It's about 40 people that will be able to get in this, but we are launching something, an adult Bible study. Um, I wanted to call it adult Sunday school, but they wouldn't let me do that. So we're going to launch an adult Bible study that's going to happen on Sunday morning, starting February 11th from 845 to 9.30. It'll be in our volunteer room, 8.45 to 9.30. Jeff Ussery and Mike Foster will be leading that, and that's for adults um, only. If you want to be a part of that, um, like I said, seating is limited. Scan that QR code or sign up in the lobby, and uh, first come, first serve, and uh, we believe in the first thing, the first 10 weeks, what they're going to talk about is the character of God and who God is, and man, if we're going to be mature in our faith, we need to know who God is, Right? Right there is where we need to start. So get in that. It's going to be incredible. Also, Sunday, February 11th, we're kicking off our study of um, the Gospel of Luke. And we'll be in that for a long time. If it takes us 23 weeks to go through five chapters of James, imagine what it's going to take to go through the Gospel of Luke. All right? So we're just going to walk through that. But uh, for the next two weeks, I want to introduce to you our theme for the year. And our theme for the year is really two words. And uh, you're going you're gonna to hear these words. 
We're going to keep these words in front of you throughout the year. We also have a calendar in the lobby that um, has scriptures that um, highlight these two words. And there is um, for the entire year through January of next year. So about 365 days of scripture calendar available to you that you can read one of these every day, pray it over your family. But our theme for 2024 is now and new. Or you can say it however you want to, new and now, and we're going to reiterate those words throughout the year, and I want to declare these words over us this year. And today what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk with you today and next Sunday about this new season of ministry that I believe we're in here at Destiny Church, and this is a new season. But I want to give you the three sets of verses this morning that um, the Lord gave me in prayer back at the end of 23. These three verses have shaped this theme and where we're going this year. And the first one, and this will be our highlighted verse for today as well, but it's Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. And it says, forget all of that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do for I'm about to do something new. Everybody say new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in dry wasteland. In the Numbers chapter 13, verse 30, Caleb interrupted, called for silence before Moses and said, let's go up and take the land now. Everybody say now, because we can do it. And really what's become one of my favorite verses um, is Psalm 126, 4, and it says now. Everybody say now. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory, and may streams of refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. And this is my prayer for the body of Christ. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. All right? Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I ask you to speak directly and clearly through Me today as I communicate the word that you've put in my heart for Destiny Church today. I ask, Father, that you open our ears today and that we could hear, remove all distractions. Remove anything from our past or anything, any ideologies or lies that are coming against us today and give us ears to hear this message and a heart to respond today. And we thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look back at Isaiah 43, um, 18 and 19. It says, but forget all of that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. During our 21 days of prayer and fasting that we just finished yesterday, and I don't know about you, I don't know how many of you participated in this 21 days, but this was the best 21 days of prayer and fasting I have ever experienced in my life. The hand of the Lord was as fresh and as real and as new as I've ever experienced um, here at Destiny, and he spoke very clearly, and uh, I look forward to doing this again in the near future. But during this 21 days, but really even if we go back um, toward the end of 2019, and 20, the Lord really started speaking some things very clearly to Tasha and I, almost on repeat, um, we would hear this. Um, and I really do believe that our theme for 2024, this idea of new and this idea of now, was something the Lord was wanting to do in 2020. 
I really do believe that. I believe we're four years late to what the Lord wanted to start in 2020. And the Lord wasn't surprised, but something happened across the globe called COVID. And it kind of derailed the church a little bit. And um, I think some things got put on the back burner, but here we are today, 2024, and just as strong as ever and probably louder and clearer do I hear the Lord telling me, I am doing something brand new. I'm about to do something new in your church. I'm about to do something new in your family. I'm about to do something new in your marriage. I'm about to do something new in your health. So this morning, I want to, by faith, I want to declare over our church today. I want to declare over anyone watching online. I want to declare over everyone in this room. It is a new day. It is a new season. But before we go any further this morning, I feel like I really have to ask you all a question that stems from part of verse 19 that I think we can kind of just skim over. And if we look back at this, he says, for I'm about to do something new. I've already begun. But then he says, do you see it? Do you see it? The GW translation says, don't you recognize it? The Amplified says, are you not aware of it? The reason I hit on this specific phrase is because I believe this is really a question we need to answer. This is a question we need to answer today. This is a question we need to answer this year. And here's the question. Do we want him to do a new thing? Do we want him to do a new thing? This statement, will you not be aware of it? Or this statement, do you not see it? In the Hebrew language, it is far more than intellectual awareness or being able to physically see it. It's beyond that. What is happening here is God is actually asking us, it's more of a will you embrace it kind of statement. It's not do you see it. Yes, I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot today to feel and understand that the presence of the Lord is in the room. It doesn't take a whole lot, like you can walk in and go, man, there's just something different. Maybe you don't understand what it is, but what the Lord is asking is not just will you be able to see it and say, that's different, but will you embrace it? Will you allow him to do the new thing that he is wanting to do? Or will you limit God? So today, the question the Lord is saying to us today is, yes, I'm doing a new thing. Not just I'm going to, but I'm already doing it. The question is, will we embrace it? And we have to answer this question. Do we want God to take Destiny Church to the next level? Or are we content just doing what churches do? Do we want to see God show up like he did in the Bible? Do we want to see the same power that was here yesterday, today, and tomorrow? Do we want that? Do we want him to walk in the room? Do we want him to show up in our family? Are we content doing life and doing family as we've been doing it? Are we comfortable? Maybe it's not comfortable or content, but maybe we're stuck in our past. And that's even what it says there at the beginning of 43 verse 18. I'm beginning to do something new. Forget the past. 
Maybe we're stuck in the past. I want today for us to leave the past behind. You can't embrace what God's trying to do when you're living back here. So today, I'm hungry. I'm not content as your pastor. I have been a Christian. I'm 48 years old. I have been a Christian since I was five years old. I would have to say right now, I'm, I'm as, I can't say I'm as hungry as I've ever been. I, would be, I think I would be wrong in that. There's been a season in my life where it was just, I think I'm as close to being as hungry for the Lord as I've ever been, as passionate for him as I've ever been. And so I want to see God move. I want to see God move. I want, to, I want us to enter into this next season as a church. I want us to enter into this next season as families. I, I want to enter into this next season as Chad Blancett. I want to see God move. I want to leave the past behind. I want to leave the hurt behind. I want to leave the lies behind. I want to leave anything behind. I want to embrace what God is doing. And so today, as your pastor, I am declaring to you by faith that Destiny Church we are entering a new season. It is a new era of ministry at Destiny Church. It is a new era for your family. Old things have passed away. God is doing brand new things and he's doing them now. And I declare that to you by faith. It's happening. And so today and next week, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna reveal to you Multiple things that I feel like the Lord is showing us are going to be a part of this new season here at Destiny. Today I'm going to reveal four of them to you. These four things I believe will mark this next season of ministry here at Destiny Church. These aren't, um, these aren't new things. These are things I've asked for the Lord to do in our church for years. These are things the Lord put in my heart as a young kid when the Lord started stirring my heart for ministry way back in the 80s. These are things that have been in me. These are things that have kept me awake at night. These are the things that have caused me to hunger and thirst after God. So these aren't new things, but these are the things that the Lord is telling us we are going to experience this year and beyond. This is going to mark this season, and so write these down. Number one, here at Destiny, and I think this is the most important one. If we don't get this one, we won't get any of it. This is going to be a new season of repentance. A new season of repentance. But not just for us as individuals. Yes, we have to repent individually, but there's going to be corporate like repentance. Like There's going to be services where I believe the Lord's going to come into the room and we're all going to, begin, we're going to be overwhelmed with the presence of the Lord and we're going to repent. It's like Isaiah said in Isaiah 6, Woe is me, for I am unclean, and I have seen the Lord. Listen to me. When you get near the presence of the Lord, you begin to realize how lacking you are and how big he is. But more than ever, I believe that we are going to experience repentance. But even more than that, I believe a major identifier, I want you to write this down, I believe a major identifier of this next great move of God that is going to sweep, not just through Destiny Church, but I believe it's going to sweep the globe and it's going to mark, you're going to know churches that are marked by the presence of the Lord by this thing. It's called holiness. Here's what I believe the Lord has shown me. Chad, there is going to be a true separation from the church and the world. 
The church has, we have blended in and we have looked like the world. But the Lord is saying, in these days, in this next season, I am, there's going to be a coming out party, is what the Lord's whispers in my heart. And the church is coming out of the world, and we are going to look like God and not like the world. It's, it's going to mark us. It's going to be repentance. It's going to be holiness. Jeremiah 6, 16 says, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around and ask for the old godly way and walk in that way and travel in its paths and you will find rest for your souls. Listen to me. Here's what the Lord is telling me. The Lord is telling us, and Doug and I have talked about this many times over the last year, and Doug is a guy that I we pray quite a bit and we talk, what is the Lord saying in this moment? And the Lord is telling us to go forward into this next season. We have to, first of all, go backwards. What do I mean by that? Jeremiah said, find the old road, the old godly road. When, when did we start taking sin and saying, ah, oh, God changed his mind. That's not sin anymore. Listen to me. If it's in the word, and the Bible says it's sin, guess what? It's sin. And the Lord is telling the church, go back and find the old way, the godly way, and travel that path. And when you get on that path, you will find rest for your souls. And I think the key to going backwards so that we can go forward is the church needs to get on our knees and say, forgive me, Lord, of my sins. And the word there is repentance. And Acts 3.19 says this, repent and turn to God so that your sins might be wiped out and that times of refreshing might come from the Lord. In the Bible, this word repent or repentance or a derivative of the word, a spinoff of the word repentance, we see that 101 times. So what is this, this churchy sounding word? What does it mean? Repentance, number one, it means a changed mind. Or another way we could say this, repentance results in a changed mind. Second Corinthians chapter seven. I think this is one of the greatest teachings in the entire Bible on repentance. Paul's been teaching the church of Corinth about their ways and that they've fallen short and now they're getting it and they're leaving their old lifestyle behind. They're chasing after God, but something happened. Something came and got them off course. And when I read this, I think, man, this sounds like the church of today. We fall in love with Jesus. We get on the old way and we're like, man, this feels so good, but something happens. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's the pastor's fault. Maybe it's, the, I don't know, but somewhere along the way, we got off course and we started following our own path. And God is telling us, get back to my path. Get back to my way so that I can move in your life. And this is what happened here in the church of Corinth. They got off the right path. And for some reason, and I think a big sin starts overwhelming them and they lose sight of the old path. They lose sight of the old way. And this is what happens with many of us. And listen to what Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 7, 9 and 10. He says, I'm happy. Not because you were made sorry. Listen to what he says, but because your sorrow led to repentance. 
But listen to this next line. This is, this is something I don't think we like to preach on in the church. It says, for you became sorrowful as God intended. Did you know that when you sin, God wants you to feel remorse? It's not all kumbaya with the Lord and he just loves me and he's not offended. No, the Lord gets offended by your sin. And it tells us that he wants us to experience sorrow. Why? Why? Let's look at the end of this verse. Because godly sorrow brings repentance. Listen, when you experience true sorrow because you sinned against God, it leads to repentance, falling on our knees. God, forgive me, change my mind. But then the most incredible part says, and it leads to salvation and it leaves no regrets. The New Living Translation, I love how it says, it says, for the kind of sorrow that God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and it results in salvation. And listen to what it says, there's no regret for that kind of sorrow. Wow. But then Paul begins to teach on another kind of sorrow. And I want you to hear me. And please please hear me today as I deliver this word. I am, Romans 8.1 tells us there's no condemnation. There is, there is no condemnation in my delivery here. There is, I'm simply telling you what the word of God says. But the Lord wants you to hear and to respond today. But listen to what he says, and I feel this is where many of us as Christians are. But worldly sorrow, this is the end of verse 10, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. What is worldly sorrow, Pastor Chad? What is that? I've studied it. This, the main sign, and I want you to hear me, and I want you to see if this sounds like the church today. The main sign of worldly sorrow is that it is inherently self-centered. What do I mean by that? Worldly sorrow, I want you to get this. Worldly sorrow, I think the kind that many of us have, or we could even say worldly repentance, or we could even say repentance that has marked the church of America for a while. Worldly sorrow revolves around the pain that sin causes you rather than the pain and dishonor your sin brought to God. Let me say it this way. Worldly sorrow is this. I'm more sorry that I got caught in my sin and the pain that getting caught is causing me then I am sorry that I hurt my God. And Paul says, this type of repentance that, oh yeah, I'm sorry, God, I got caught, so Lord, forgive me, but I plan on doing it again tomorrow. Paul says, this type of repentance leads to death. We don't want that, right? It's not what we want. But Destiny Church, here's what I'm telling you. I'm declaring to you that we're leaving a season behind of worldly sorrow. We're leaving that behind, and we are moving into a season where we will be marked as a church and as a people for godly sorrow that brings to life. There is, listen to me, Destiny Church, hear me. You have seen it, and you will continue to see it, but the Lord is telling me there is a separation happening. Even here at Destiny, there is a separation happening for those who want church the old way 
And you're going to find that church, but you're not going to find it here. But the Lord is saying there is a generation of believers, but there is even a generation of lost people out there that are looking for something that is real, that brings life, and that starts with godly sorrow, which leads to repentance, which brings life. In Psalm 51, David said, blot out the stain of my sin, wash me clean from my guilt, Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. And listen to what he says. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. Listen to me. What you see happening in David in Psalm 51 is godly sorrow that led to repentance, that led to life. And that is going to mark us here at destiny. So begin to get ready. Listen to me. You're going to notice it. When you sin, because listen to me, we all sin, we all fall short. When you sin, you're going to immediately feel sorrow. And the Lord is going to pull you to him. It's not, oftentimes what sin does is it makes us run and hide. But no, we're going to, no, I need my God. Repentance results in a changed mind, but it also is going to result in changed actions. Changed actions. Ezekiel 14.6 uh, says, Repent and turn away from your idols and turn away from your faces all your abominations. I love how the, good new, the uh, GW translation puts it. It says, Change the way you think and act. Listen to me. Repentance isn't just a changed mind. It's a changed direction. It's a change in lifestyle. It's a pursuit of holiness. It's a separation from the world and its ways. I love I've been thinking about this verse for a few days, and then Tasha yesterday at prayer, if you weren't here for prayer yesterday, let me just say you missed a moment with the Lord, but as she was singing a song, at the end of that song, she started singing more of him and less of me, and John tells us in his, in, 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 in the book of John, it tells us, I must decrease so that he can increase. Second thing that we're going to see as a church as we enter into this new season is we are going to see a new season of renewal. A new season of renewal. After we have repented, listen to me, you don't just stop there and say it's good. No, then we've got to retrain and renew and reframe our minds. To become more like Jesus, we have to renew our minds. Because I believe our mind is where the biggest majority of us fight our battles. But Romans 12.2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. So many of us, our spiritual battles take place in our mind. This is where guilt lives. This is where shame lives. This is where lies live. This is where worry lives. This is where fear lives. This is where what ifs are. This is where sin is. This is where addiction is. This is where lust is. This is where all these ideas, they start in our mind. But in the, as we enter into this new season here at Destiny Church, as we begin to chase after the Lord, we are going to begin to find our mind are being renewed and we are being made into the image of Jesus. Here's what I feel like the Lord even told me this morning. For many of you, your mind has held certain things captive for years and it has caused you, it has restricted you from taking your next steps with the Lord. You've had strongholds in your mind. You've had lies in your mind. The past has haunted you. You've held on to it, but God says, forget the past. I'm doing a brand new thing. But for some of you, it's been stuck in your mind. But listen to me, God says, as you pursue me, I'm going to take those things that have held you captive and I'm going to release you as you renew your mind. Are you hearing this? 
But I want you to hear me before I go on. This isn't something where you walk in one day, repent, and then God says, wham, bam, new mind. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be awesome if the moment you got saved, God just went, whoop, and you're just like, you were just a totally new mind. But no, there's a process. Listen to what Ephesians 4, through 24 tells us. Take off your former way of life. Listen to me. Some of you have not yet taken off your old way of life. You want your ticket punched to heaven, but you have not changed your lifestyle. Take off the former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds. And listen, and put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and purity of truth. Or that word there is holiness. This phrase, take off or put on here shows that we have a decision to make. We have to participate in the renewal process. It's not just one day God did it, I'm good, I'm done. No, we have to participate. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 tells us anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone, a new life has begun. Colossians 3, 10 tells us put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator. Listen to me. Your mind is not going to be renewed if you do not get in your word. This is the key to renewing your mind. If you want to be like Christ, if you want to look like him, if you want to act like him, get in your word every single day. I was reading this week a devotional and was talking about when Jesus brought down, when God brought down fresh manna for the children of Israel, it was every day. Manna represents the word of God. Man can't live on yesterday's bread. We live on today's bread from God. If you're trying to make it on what you read yesterday or last week or what you heard from your pastor last Sunday, listen to me. Your mind is going to find itself back in the gutter. But if you get yourself in the word and allow the Lord to renew your mind, you're going to see your life begin to change. And here, and I want you to hear me. I want you to write this down. I'm declaring this to you. This is what the Lord told me. You're going to notice this renewal in your own mind. You're going to notice. You're going to notice that it changed the way you think. But listen to me. Your spouse and your kids and your friends are going to notice it. They're going to say, what's different? You think different. You talk. You respond differently. You don't get as offended so easily. You don't get angry. You don't, you don't blow up so quickly. You, you have patience. What is it? Listen to me in this new season, Destiny Church. We are, as a church family, as a church body, we are going to take on the nature and the likeness of God. And number three, we are getting ready to enter into a new season of restoration. A new season of restoration. What do I mean by this? Let me explain. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, we're told that when we humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways, it said God will respond. God will see that and God will hear that. And it says, and he will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. That is restoration. Forgiveness and healing. 
Joel chapter 2, verse 12 through 25. Not going to read it today, but I want, I want you to go look at it. It's one of our verses. It's one of our sets of verses for the year. But Joel 2, 12 through 25 tells us if we will repent and if we will seek after God and renew our minds, God will restore to us what was, what was lost. You look at it. That's what it says. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 8 and verse 18 through 20 tells us the story of David and his men. They were stuck in a place called Ziklag. Ziklag is that place that's in between what God promised you and the promise. And it's that place where you're stuck in the middle. And I feel like that's where some of us are today. We're stuck in the middle. We know what God said and we know where we're going, but we're stuck somewhere right in the middle. And this is what Ziklag was for David. And in this place for David, everything he had in this place was taken by the enemy. It was stolen. His family was kidnapped. It was plundered. It was destroyed. They took it all. David had nothing left. And David found himself weeping and his men were angry at David because they were blaming him. It's your fault. We lost everything. And they're talking about killing David. And David goes before the Lord and he says, Lord, what do I do? And the Lord says, recover all of it. And I declare to you today that God is saying to some of you, you've lost financially, recover it. God is saying to you, you've been kidnapped physically. God's saying, I'm restoring it. God has said, your sons and your daughters have been kidnapped, in essence, by the enemy, and they are prodigals. And God says, I am restoring your family this year. God says, I am restoring your dreams this year. God says, I am restoring your health this year. Some of you, your marriage, I talked to a guy this week uh, that doesn't go here. He's from another state, and he's like, Pastor Chad, my marriage is over. What do I do? And I said, you don't stop fighting ever. I know stories. We have stories in this church where it was over. Divorce papers signed, and now they're sitting together in God's house. Why? Because God says it's not over till I say it's over. And some of you need to hear that today. God is restoring to you what you lost. God is restoring to you what the enemy took from you. This is a season of recovery. This is a season of restoration, and God is doing it. Forget the past. I'm doing brand new things, and I'm doing them today. It is a time, and it is a season for recovery. And God says, I am doing it now. And I'm telling you today, prodigals are coming home. In that box over there, we prayed over them every day over the last 21 days. There's a box over there, and there's needs on the cross, and we pray over those. But there's two this week that I noticed they looked a little different than they did before I started praying for them, before you started praying for them, but before we started praying for them as a church. And on the front, it says, recovered, back home with the Lord. And listen to me, those who are in there, there's others that have been told me to come back, but listen to me, I believe this year, one of the things that's going to mark this year is restoration of families, restoration of prodigals, restoration of health. They are coming home. Mark it down. Stand by it. Listen to me. When the winds blow and the enemy rages and you find yourself in the boat in a storm and it looks like it's not going to happen, stand on the promise of God that he says, my hand is not too short. My arm is not too short. I can deliver. If God gives you a promise, bank on it. It's going to happen. So stand on it. And the fourth thing I tell you today, and we're going to wrap up, is I believe Destiny Church, we are entering into a new season of revival. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 2 tells us, 
Oh, Lord, I've heard of what you've done, and I am filled with awe. Now, do it again. Now, do it again. Psalm 126.4 that I read to you at the beginning of the message. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us. This, that word there, restore, means revive us again to our former glory. Bring us back to that place and may streams of refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. I just want to see how many of you in this room would be honest. This is not the altar call. I just want to see if you'd be honest. And I will tell you this. Let me preface it by this. I went into this season of 21 days of prayer and fasting with a dry heart. And it has been drenched again by God. But how many of you would just be honest and say, Pastor Chad, I've got a little bit of a dry heart today. Just raise your hand. Just raise it. Raise it. Be honest. My heart's dry. If not, if there's only eight of us that have dry hearts, this place should be on fire for God. Listen to me. If you can't raise your hand in here and say, man, I'm, I'm a little bit dry. And I need a fresh touch. If you're here today, and listen, I, one of the things going to mark this church, and I feel like I've always been bold, but I'm going to preach with more boldness, and we're going to call stuff out, and we're not going to play, all right? All right? Is that okay? Can we do that? Is that okay? If you've got a dry heart and you want the Lord to refresh it, raise your hand. There we go. I declare to you today, the Lord is refreshing dry hearts. You're going to feel it even today. He's doing it. And I don't know what your church background is. When you hear the word revival, I don't know what comes to your mind. Maybe, you know, when I was a kid and I thought of revival, I thought of three or four days that my parents would bring in a guest speaker and they would preach and, and I'd fall asleep under the pews. And I remember they'd preach, it felt like as a kid, like two hours, you know, I was like, is he ever going to get done? You know, and, but I always remember the altar calls and God did something neat then, but I, maybe it means some services you had in a tent. Maybe when you think of revival, you think of Creedence Clearwater Revival. I don't know. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Chad, I don't believe in revival today. Well, I want to tell you, number one, I believe in revival. I believe the Lord wants to send revival. What, I, what do I believe is, what do I believe revival is? I believe revival is an awakening of the church. I believe revival is the church returning to the old way. I believe revival is the church waking up from her sleep. The alarm is sounding. I believe revival is the church getting up off of our lazy posture and getting up on the wall and saying, what's my spot on the wall, Lord? I, re I believe revival is an awakening. I believe revival is sinners by the masses coming into the Lord. I believe revival is broken dreams and broken hearts and broken marriages and all of that. I believe revival is, is miracles. I believe revival is the hand of God revealing itself in the room. I believe revival is people that have been bound by addictions and chains. I believe revival is they walk in one way and they leave another. I believe revival is people get pushed in in wheelchairs and they throw their wheelchair out and they walk out the door. I believe revival is people coming in depressed and they leave whole. I believe I believe revival is lungs coming up filled with fluid, but they walk and they're able to breathe again. I believe revival is hearts that aren't beating right and they're touched one moment by the hand of God and they leave and their heart is forever changed. I believe that's what revival is. I believe revival is churches growing, but not because we became seeker sensitive. 
and not because we watered it down and had the best light show in the best kids program. I believe churches grow and they sustain growth because the presence of God walked in the room. And when God walks in the room, man can't be the same and churches can't be the same. And this is what I think revival is. And this is what I declare Destiny Church God is getting ready to do in this house. He's going to walk in, but he's not going to just visit every once in a while. God is going to abide here. I believe it. I'm hungry for it. I'm desperate for it. My heart beats for it. It yearns for it. I I don't want to just do three songs and a sermon and go home. I don't want to just tickle you with my my sermon. I, I don't want you just to feel some goosebumps and walk out of the room and say, whoa, that felt good today, but you go back to your sinful ways. I don't want you to say, man, I shouted and raised my hands today, but you go home and your marriage is still a wreck. I don't want you to come in the room and experience the presence of God for just a brief moment, then you leave and you get out there and you're the same way you worked before you ever came in. I want God to show up. I want what happens. I want God to overwhelm us. I want his presence to overwhelm us. I want it to where we're like, Lord, when can I come back and be in your presence again? God, take not your spirit. Take not your presence from me. I long for Destiny Church to be so overwhelmed by the presence of God. This is what I was praying even this morning. Lord, let it be like Moses when he stood before you and the bush was burning and you said, Moses, take off your shoes. For the ground you're standing on is holy. I want us to have moments like we see in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 14, after Solomon had dedicated the temple to the Lord. They prayed, and then the presence of the Lord so filled the room that it says even the priests couldn't perform their work because God was... I don't want to be melodramatic today. I don't want to do things to make people's emotions hurt. I just want you to see that I believe revival is coming to Destiny Church. Revival is coming to our kids. Revival is coming to our students. Revival is coming to our marriages. Revival is coming in our worship. Revival is coming in our city. Revival is coming in your home. It's coming. God's going to show up. I'm hungry for these moments. I declare to you by faith today and I declare to you prophetically today that this is a new season. This is a new era of life and ministry. And this will be a season that Destiny Church, we will be marked by repentance and renewal and restoration and revival. So here's my challenge to you as the rest of the band wants to return today. Let's not limit what God wants to do in this place. Let's not limit what God wants to do in your life. Because I want you to hear me, what God has already set in motion. I want you to hear me. I'm gonna, this is a prophetic declaration I'm making right now. Because what God has already set in motion is better than any of us can imagine. Let me say it again. What God has already set in motion for your life Somebody needs to hear this right now. I just believe this is the Lord's, this is a statement from the Lord. 
what God has set in motion for your son and your daughter that aren't serving the Lord is greater than you can already imagine. What God has set in store, it's already in motion for your health. It's better than you can imagine. You're just like, Lord, just take the pain away a little bit. And Lord's saying, I'm not taking the pain just away a little bit. I'm taking the source of the pain away. God's saying what you desire for your marriage, what I desire is greater. God's already set it in motion. It's already happening. Can you not see it? A new thing is already beginning. It's already started. Forget the past. Forget what you walked in here today with. Forget yesterday's dread and worry. Forget the haunting feeling that you walked in this room with. Just thinking, man, I just need to get in church so I can get, just, if I can just kind of just get close. And God's saying, no, you're going to touch me. And you're going to be changed. So Destiny Church, not, let's not limit. Let's find the old way. And let's experience all that God has for us. Let's chase after him. Let's don't settle. Let's don't grow content. This is a new day. This is a new era. God is going to exceed our expectations. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.